smell something? Welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Inked. I say I came in too early. This is what happens when you get me to start the episodes. Uh, Welcome to the hello to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Chanster. I'm Shane. And uh, we don't have Josh again. (laughs) I was going to try and and make it seem like it. Fake that Josh was here. Oh, wait. Josh has just entered the room. Hi, guys. Perfect. (laughs) Flawless. Uh, so um, that I, I would say that's a, that's a good parody of Josh because today we're going to be talking <laughs> about parodies and satire, I guess. And I would like know. a full disclosure to our audience that I did not pick this topic. This <laughs> that is, is a Chancellor original. This this is a topic that I hold very close to my heart. Uh, but before we get into that main topic, Shane, what have you been watching? I've been watching a few things. Um, one I forgot to mention, or did I mention this? Unless I feel like I didn't. Is a TV show called The Other Two? Um, so I haven't listened to that episode yet, so I'm going to say you didn't send. Okay. Um, I'm so so. This is like a Comedy Central show from the guy who he was a show. He was the sorry the head writer on uh, SNL for a bit, and it's basically two siblings, a brother and a sister, and then their younger like twelve year old brother has gone like. Justin Bieber famous okay. and they're like the other two siblings that are always like so one of them's a struggling actor the other she's trying to figure her, her life out and she's like a mess she's like a real estate agent who sleeps in the houses that she's trying to sell before you know like it, her life is a mess nice. and it's just the humorous kind of adventures of, of them um, and it's really entertaining it's really funny the first episode's a little rough but then as soon as they get into the swing of it I mean that's like every show ever they as soon as they get into the swing of it it's really funny in the joke. Like Wanda Sykes has a cameo as like she's running like the the PR team, and the, so they do one episode where because the the brother character, the main brother character, he's gay, and then the the younger brother does a song about how much he loves his brother, and then they keep going back and forth on whether or not it's like a good a good good video or not a good video because suddenly like. Um, the gays love it, but then the gays suddenly hate it because it's not woke enough or it's too old or like, like, and it's just, it's so funny. All like the jokes that they have about um, kid stardom, like uh, Ken Marino plays his main agent. Oh, cool, cool. And they're like, they're binding his throat so that he doesn't get an Adam's apple because that's not seen as like courting <laughs> the younger audience and things like Wait, that. So, so, so where can I find this show? So it's on Comedy Central uh, um, in America. So it's on Pirate Bay. Got it. Yep, 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 yep. But it's really funny, really worth watching. Yeah. Um, it looks like it looks like a tad cheap, but I feel like they they they've got a lot less budget than you think they have mm-hmm. for the kind of concept that they're going for, and they really stretch it. It just occasionally looks a little cheaper. You know that he's going to a movie premiere, and you can tell they're kind of framing out so that it looks like yeah. there's more extras and stuff. But that's like something I'll notice, not a layman. I'm going to assume single cam setup. Yes, yeah, a single cam, single cool, cool. cam comedy. I'm just getting a vision show. of it in my head. And Molly Shannon plays the mum. Oh great! So yeah, and okay. she's 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 wonderful. And and that shows a couple of episodes in now. It's really great. I'm loving it. Um, I rewatched Oculus, mm. um, which is the Mike Flanagan movie. And fuck, it's so good. I forgot how fucking good that movie is. I watched it with Alex, who'd never seen it. And I'm basically I've turned him into a Mike Flanagan. Ooh, uh, converting convert. them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, it's so good. It's a brilliant horror movie. Um, I, watched, I started watching the first episode of a show called Weird City, which is Jordan Peele's YouTube anthology. Basically, the YouTube uh, attempt to so, to get in front ahead of the Twilight Zone, which Jordan Peele is also doing. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that him? <laughs> no, so Weird City is more of a sci specifically sci-fi. It's all set in the same weird futuristic city. And the first episode is really interesting and weird and I don't want to explain it to give it away. They've, they're showing it for free on YouTube to, uh, to try and get you to yeah, sign no, up to YouTube I've, Premium. I've seen that. It's worth checking out. I think they've got the first two episodes. I'm going to watch the second episode to see what it's like. It's very unusual. It managed to twist my expectations of where it was going to go. So in that, I appreciate it. But I don't I mean, know if where they went was 
as engaging. I don't. It, I don't know quite how to feel about it. Which you know, I don't. I don't like. I don't know what. I to mean, do. that's that's what those you know anthology series usually are. It's oh, like, no, no, oh, no. They set it's up your expectations and then it twists. Spe- them. It's, in a way, it specifically relates to me, but I can't. Like, I can't explain it without doing might talk about it off air or something okay, like that. Okay, but anyway cool, cool. um and then i watched uh we finished watching the nanny finally oh great wow which you know because it's all on stand. i didn't think it ever ended it did it only ran like six seasons and really? the six seasons a bit of a hodgepodge mess but three episodes before the finale there is an episode where fran fine meets fran Drescher, who is famous in the world of the show for playing the nanny in a sitcom so she's i had heard of that and i'm like but but that means the show exists in the world of the show. It's like at least five levels of meta deep. And I was watching it with my mum and my sister and they were like, just casually brush it off. But I'm like, this is hurting my head because how does this work? How does it work in the canon of the show? It's bizarre. So uh, You never watched, um, oh, what, what's the, what's the Robin Williams being an alien one? Uh, Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy. Because uh, there's an episode of Mork and Mindy where, Robin, but, 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 it, but he's not Robin Williams famous for playing yeah, an alien. See, that's what that's the difference. I can get them meeting because also, uh, like in a couple of seasons ago, Fran Drescher meets a character that sorry, Fran Fine meets a character that Fran Drescher is famous for playing in This Is Spinal Tap. This music agent. Yeah, so yeah. So she yeah. plays like two role, and that's fine. I get that, but there was it's Fran Fine famous for playing the nanny in a sitcom called the nanny while you're watching the nanny. And then the butler asks him is like, I hope the butler's as sassy as he is in the show. And I'm like, this is not computing properly. This doesn't work. Jeez. So yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a bit interesting. And then um, I also started watching sex education after we had enough oh, glowing recommendations. I'm four episodes in and it's great. Nice. It's shot really well too. I really love the way they're shooting it, but it's a brilliant sex positive show. It's, it's, it's kind of like a, 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 I guess a class, I don't I hate to say it, but like a classier version of um, a big mouth in that, like it's, it's the less, That's absurdist, what I thought. it's the more realist version yeah. of big mouth, but it's really good, really well written. I love Gillian Anderson. I like that sex so, positivity is just coming into the mainstream. Right. Now. Right. And sex positivity for young people, yeah. which is so crucial to kind of fixing all the problems that we've got. Because, like, as much as I'm sure I'm going to love sex education and as much as I'm a little wary on uh, Big Mouth, like, I like Big Mouth, but sometimes I'm just like, eh, I think it is really important that we have those shows now and, and the fact that the world has changed enough that and we it's can not, have it's not like shows. dick jokes and, and bad yeah. weird sexism. It's literally like sex positive in the sex. The, the, the comedy comes out of these mm. characters, these engaging characters. So it's also like good politically and socially, but also good writing wise because it's not turning into a punchline driven yeah. kind of thing, which I really, really enjoy. So that's what I've been watching. What have you been watching, Chance? Um, so uh, I watched Happy Death Day 2. Uh, you, you spoke about it last week, did you? No, I'm speaking about it next week. I'll speak about it now. I watched that oh, okay, one as well. Cool. Yeah, Excellent. Yeah. Well, let's both speak about it now and ruin the time, space-time continuum. <laughs> um, so a lot of people were talking about how it's very Back to the Future 2 driven. I didn't get that at all. See, I see. yeah. Like, they reference it in the world of the movie. Oh, and the music cue is all throughout the movie. Yeah, every, yeah. every time but like she has a thought, it's like, doo and I'm like, yay. But none only- of the plot or the mechanics of the time travel are even remotely in the realm of Back uh, to the Future. It's just that it's a parallel universe. And because there's parallel universes in Back to the Future 2. And that's the only thing. There and I'm isn't. Like, no, no, it, it's, it's a split the fu- timeline. 
It is, but the other timeline doesn't exist. He has to go back and reset to, to recreate it. So it's a it, single yeah. continuum that keeps getting reshaped by actions in the past, as opposed to a multiverse theory. Yeah. I th- also thought it was weird in Happy Death Day how they said there's specifically six. I'm like, or seven, or whatever <laughs> the fuck it was. I'm like, who's counted them? Has someone yeah. gone and counted the exact number? I'm sh- in, isn't the theory that there is an infinite number of universes? I don't even know. Uh, but you, you, um, you did point out the fact that uh, there was one thing I was going to hate about it. And it's not that I hate about it. It's just that it means that I can't do it anymore. Is that it is pretty much yeah. my... As soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, day. poor Chanster. Well, yeah, as soon as, as soon as he walked in and I saw the machine, I was like, oh, no, he created it all. And it was all, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, and the last gag was pretty funny how they put that one girl in the I thought it was loop. a bit mean to put her in the loop, though. That was a really she, shitty she, she thing She was to always... Because it's a death... Because that's a, that's a death loop. That's oh, not... Good, it's I not, forgot that it was a death loop. I was thinking a time loop. It's not Groundhog Day. It's not just a time loop. It's literally she has to die multiple times, causing horrific internal scarring, I yep. might add. <laughs> And like, like that's terrible. I do Why? want to point out the fact that uh, I don't think she had to die this time because she thought she had to die because she went to the hospital and she got killed. She was only ever killed because she was putting herself in danger. The 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 uh, what do you call it? The the spoiler in the alert first for the one. Movie. No, in the, in the first one, yes, she was specifically trying to be. They murdered. literally take place a day apart. Well, technically, the second one is also based on the same day in an alternate universe. And in that alternate universe, no one's trying to murder her. She is getting in the way of the murder of what's-her-face, the murderer from the first one. No, someone's trying to murder her. No, they're trying to kill the other girl. She just happens to always be in the way. And then she ends up going, oh, you know what? I'm just going to kill myself over and over. That montage, I was like, is this problematic just a bit? This happy music suicide montage? Like, I was like, this is kind of not... Oh, no. That being said, tangentially, oh, it's a fun movie. It's I, really thought, fun, I rate I, it as about the same as number one for different reasons. Yeah, same. Exactly. I, I like I, how they were like, let's turn it into a heist film at this point. Let's turn it into this. It, like genre kind of went out the window, which I really liked. Yeah. And it owned that silliness, which mm. I really liked. So. And, and I think it owned the silliness in the first one as well. But this one, it was just like, we're taking the silliness and it is ours now. Yeah. We yeah. give it with world. Um, and other than that, all I have watched is parodies. Uh, to, 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 and you asked me to watch them, but you only gave me like four days notice to do it. Uh, I was able to do it in four days, so <laughs> suck it. Well, the only one I hadn't seen that you'd said to watch was um, Top, Secret? Top Secret, which yeah. I couldn't find on any of the streaming services. Well, I also then changed the rules. So my rules was that you wanted, had to watch one Zucker film, one Wayan Brothers film, because the Wayan Brothers were the kind of ones that brought it back at Renaissance, the Seltzer Friedberg film... And one of your choice. It could be a Mel Brooks film. It could be anything you want. Um, so my, the four films I ended up watching were um, Top Secret, which I will speak about in length in the actual podcast. But in short, I love the it. podcast that we're on at the moment. The people uh, but this, this is the intro bit. This is a different section of the podcast. I watched uh, Walk Hard, which I will also speak about a lot. In the podcast. And that was uh, your free choice one. That was my free choice one, yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I, I had made the terrible decision of for my Wayne Brothers film, I chose Fifty Shades of Black. Mm-hmm. Yep. And for my Seltzer Freeberg one, it was the only one I could find on any of the streaming services. And as looking online, apparently it's their best date movie, which isn't saying much. 
Parody. <sighs> what is parody? What is parody? Shane, did you do much research on what parody I did, is? I, it, I, did, I did Wikipedia research, if that counts. It's a spoof, send-up, take-off, lampoon, caricature, or a joke. Hey, you forgot to say play on something. Play on something, but that seemed a bit vague, you know. If, if you're going to be reading off Wikipedia, you got to read word <laughs> for word. Well, parody is where the jokes take centre stage to me. Yeah. It's where it's a joke-driven film, not a plot-driven film. Plot mm. is secondary to the punchline. Yeah. Um, in film, they're often direct spoofs of like a specific film, i.e. Spaceballs, or a spoof of a genre, i.e. airplane, or as we call it in Australia, Flying High. For well, no, we're really- To be fair, Flying High is a direct parody. Uh, it's a remake of a film. They had to buy the rights to remake. Uh, no, no. Like, okay, so so do you know the origin of why it's called airplane with the exclamation point? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the original movie is called airport with an exclamation, exclamation point, point yeah. and it was like a self serious disaster movie. Mm. And so they parody. You don't have to buy rights to parody something. It's literally no, no. But they did because it's le- it's legally a remake. They had to do a. Why remake is it legally it. a remake? Because this was the first like spoof movie. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was the first one that was specifically lampooning a film. I'm no, gonna, not uh, even a little bit. This is on the Wikipedia article. Go down to the lore. Like, this is where we're skipping I only read the first here. paragraph. Thank you um, very much. But so there's a genre, i.e. airplane flying higher, I guess, date movie and all that kind of stuff. And then there's amalgamations of pop culture, like epic movie, which in and of itself doesn't really parody that many quote-unquote epic movies. It's not like a Lord of the Rings, Harry yeah. Potter, Star Wars it, mashup. I it's, still don't get why epic enchanted movie is in movie. there, which isn't really an epic movie. There's all these bizarro jokes. But the history of the So parody. as I thought, the movie was Zero Hour. Airplane is a remake of it, only with jokes. Uh, let me find more. Let Wait, find so it's more. not a remake of Airport? I thought you meant it was a remake of Airport. No, it's, it's a remake of Zero Hour, exclamation point. And yeah, it is a remake of it. They specifically got the rights to remake the film because it's pretty much this. It's it's the exact same film, but with jokes thrown in, which is kind of what the suckers do. Really? Mm. I I need to see. Zero I, I didn't hour even need now. to Wikipedia that because I I've known that for years, which is why I, I wanted to do this. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to, to so so the history. So that it, so some critics consider it to be like a natural part of the genre cycle. Yeah. In that something becomes so prevalent, the tropes become so blatantly obvious that then we parody is like the. The, the next logical step for a genre yeah. to go. And then once it's parodied, then you re- usurp it and it goes serious. And it's like this, like Westerns are the, it's the prime the, example because they were so prevalent yeah. in the, the early days of cinema. And then they got parody really quick and then they kind of looped around and we're in the serious stage of Westerns now, almost bordering back into the parody with stuff like a uh, million ways to die in the West and the ridiculous six. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, so Lauren, Laurel and Hardy basically originated it. Oh yeah, of course with um, so, the and you said direct parody. So no, in 1922, there was a movie called Mud and Sand, and it's a parody of Rudolph Valentino's film Blood and Sand. And Ooh. then they did a parody of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde called Dr. Pickle and Mr. Pride. They did <laughs> So there's a Broadway play such as No, No, Nanette, and they did Yes, Yes, Nanette. So, and th- th- so there are direct one-to-one ratio parodies that existed in the early 20s. As, e- as early as silent film era, there were direct one-to-one parodies. Um, and then it sort of died down and then Mel Brooks brought it back with his sort of you like know, Blazing, Blazing Saddles, Saddles. Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Uh, uh, what's the one I, I love? Uh, Mo- 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 Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Yep. Uh, um, high, high Anxiety. High Anxiety. Which, which every I Hitchcock could film. not get through. I tried to watch it and I couldn't get through it. it was really, I, I really, really want to watch it again because... It was just really slow and oh, really? kind of jokeless, which maybe is the point. But um, And then Monty Python... 
Yeah, big one, and there were like a, a these absurdist parodies. They weren't even yeah. like these one to one ratios. Um, and a, around that same time was the Zucker Brothers in, in so Monty Python had Britain and the Zucker Brothers, Zucker had, Brothers America. had America. And I guess yeah. that's maybe that's where the split of British American humor kind of originated. It, it was all Zuckers versus Monty Python, pretty much, pretty much. And then the Wayne Brothers. The Holy next crap! Their first it. movies were exactly the same as well because you had Kentucky Fried Movie and uh, Now for Something Completely Different. Now for Something Completely Different is just a bunch of random sketches, which is exactly what I thought. Now from Something Completely Different was from the TV show. Yeah, it's a it's their best sketches from the TV show. It's made into a movie, so they just cut the. Yeah, I don't know if they actually them. remade the sketches or they just cut them from the movies. I like, literally so haven't that's seen what it, it because I, I like I love I love um, Holy Grail. I love Life of Brian. I could not stand the meaning of life. Oh, really? I could not. Well, yeah, I did not like it at all. Do not bother with Naf something completely different. And honestly, I haven't seen Kentucky Fried Movie in about thirteen years. Kentucky Fried Movie is Zucker Brothers' first film. It's oh, okay. Just I a, seen it. So it's a, it's a uh, adaptation of a stage play they used to do in college where it was just a bunch of uh, sketches that they'd do on stage, and this was a movie version of it. And I don't remember it being any good, mm. but I also don't remember it all that much. So, mm. hey. And so after well, from the Waynes Brothers, there was a big chunk of horror movie send-ups, I guess because the 80s were so chock full of big horrors. The yep. 70s and the 80s were such a big period for horror and influential mm. horror that then we got, um, you know, uh, was was it like scary movie Shriek? If you know what I did last Friday the Thirteenth, which and I, I want to ask, have you seen that one? I have. I remember renting it out a long time ago and not remembering a single iota of it when I worked at the video store. You don't remember that the guy who stars in it is the same star in uh, Scary Movie Three, which I've always found really bizarre. Is this the guy who's also a porn actor? Uh, possibly. I don't gay know. Gay porn actor. I, I can totally the guy see who's that like, guy. Being you know the guy who's the guy who's being the the boxer. And they do the Million Dollar Baby parody. I do not remember the or Million Dollar. Is that number dollar. four? So I it's the guy four. who's with Cindy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, he's so, a gay so, porn so, so it turns not out surprised. he did. I, I literally found this out like two days ago because I was listening to another podcast where they had a guest on talking about it. And I can't remember his name. It was like Max something. It sounds like a porn name. And apparently <laughs> he did to earn money. He did like solo gay porn yeah. stuff. And you can just Google this and find it very freely. Um, nice. I have to point out, so something, when we were in high school, you used to always go on about how you didn't know why Scary Movie was parodying Scream. Scream because Scream because is Scream's a satire. A, you, well, you said it was, you used to say, call it a parody. No, I, I've always distinguished no. the difference between satire and parody is that satire is more of a lampooning of an idea or a genre or something bigger, whereas a parody is a more of a one-to-one ratio, as we've said, mm. uh, which is what Scary Movie's doing. Scary Movie, it, the only reason Scary Movie has an ins of satire in it is because of the satire that's already in Scary uh, Scream, and Scary Movie's just the same satire. But well, also, Scre- Scream is a meta satire, whereas yeah. parodies don't they they should have a meta level, but they never do. They never acknowledge the meta levelness. In it, unless someone like breaks do. the fourth wall and looks into the camera. Well, or something uh, like sorry, we'll, we'll, like like in in Mel Brooks would do it when the camera yeah. would go through the window, or like it um, it goes. <laughs> I just remember when she's like singing in the bathtub, and then she screams, and you look, and there's just the camera's gone through the window, and then it pulls <laughs> back out. So they do a same, uh, Robin similar, Hood and Tides, yeah. They, they do a similar joke in High Anxiety towards the beginning, yep. where the camera hits the door while they're all at a dinner table scene, but um, uh, and then obviously it went from. The Wayne's Brothers to the Seltzer Freeberg kind of era. 
that I like that they have their whole era. Yeah, because because it's it's, it's where it died. It died a hard death. But also, Web has kind of picked up a lot of the space. So there is uh, the web series Burning Love, which is a parody of The Bachelor. Oh, great! Ken Marino's The Bachelor, and so he gives it. He gives the women a hose because he's like a fireman, and so he gives it a hose. Here's your hose, and it's it's, oh god, it's like all of these. All these really well-known Ben Stiller. So Ben Stiller's company, uh, the, the Jester one at the end. Yeah, of the, 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 I know the, the one. I know the logo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sort of did a bunch of these sort of things. And you also had NTSF SDSUV, which was a parody yeah. of all the cop shows. Which I love that show. That's got Paul Shear in it. It's got the yeah. chick who plays Red from Orange Is the New Black. Is like the she's the grizzled uh, team leader with the eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> that show is amazing. Uh, so I guess you, you touched on it. Well, uh, well, are we talking when parody's done right, or are we talking the different? between between satire satire and parody. I've already said my piece. Uh, Well, his thing is that satire implies like a subtlety of blending the narrative with the joke. Actually, yeah, no, I do agree with that because if you look at something like... Satire is not punchline driven. No, not at all. It it, it is very much look at how silly this thing is by telling the story. You can have punchlines present in it. It just never... The the world of the film, like the filmmaking Mm. never treats it as a punchline. It's a thing that a character says. What would you say is some of the best satirical films like i would always say anything, cabin in um, the woods anything um oh okay because that is very meta satire yeah yeah okay yeah yeah so I, I thought you meant satire is in ones intentionally played as comedies oh no no i'm so something I mean, like, like armando iannucci is obviously like the king of satire at the moment yep. the death of stalin veep uh thick of it and in the loop, which is a movie version of the thing of it, I haven't seen it, yeah. in the loop yet. Um, oh, okay, what's what's like? There was one satire I remember, it and I love it. Fuck, I can't even remember now. Scream. I mean, scream. Scream. Scream's, scream's, scream's the, the obvious. Scream's one. a classic or, because it also is a like a hard horror movie yeah. at the, a hard slasher movie at the same time, mm. and not a lot of satires, even good ones, manage to be so within that genre at the same time as being. A, a satire of it. Yeah. The balancing act of Scream is still kind of genius. Um, also, it's almost always played straight in satires. There's yeah. less absurdist elements, i.e. in an airplane, the the autopilot blow-up doll. Yeah. A gag like that would never be present in a satire. No, exactly. Um, they're often political in nature or making some kind of social commentary. Scream, Scream is making comments about gender representation in, 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 in horror, movies horror movies and like yeah. the virginal thing. and and you uh, got- Very much the same in Cabin in the Woods. Yes, yes, 100%. I'm trying to think. There's another one. Horror's a really Horror's strong I feel like horror's an easy one. one to play satire too. Yeah, yeah, because it's so it, it's so constant in yeah. its, its things and very, uh, I guess, moralistic. Um, I'm just trying well, to... That, that's another reason why I'm not a huge fan of Scary Movie is because horror is a film you can satirize so well. You can go, hey, look at these weird things in horror. Idiocracy. Oh, Idiocracy, absolutely. It's a phenomenal yeah. satire. Uh, and not a horror movie satire. No, no. Uh, all of Edgar Wright stuff. Yes, Hot absolutely. Fuzz, um, uh, the thing with those is that they are satirical and not parody. And I don't think they are punchline driven, but they are very funny. Why does the internet say American Beauty is a satire? That's not a satire. I mean, Truman Show? Yeah, I'd say Truman Show is like a satire of, you know, uh, reality TV and that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They say Heather's here, which I guess. Uh, Election. I want to see Election. I've never seen it. That's the one with um, uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon and it's done by Alexander Payne and it's like a a school election. And I'm like, now in my head, I'm thinking it's probably going to become more relevant now. That is a really fun idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, they should remake it. Oh, they should remake it. 
Oh. <laughs> because it would be so you could do so many things with it in the current the current context. Oh, the play is a great one. I've seen the play. That's a Robert Altman movie satirizing Hollywood. Hollywood always gets satired. Oh yeah. Oh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although Tropic Thunder almost borders into parody, especially with the movie trailers and stuff, which are they're done really cheap gags. Well, I, I would say that Tropic Thunder is a satire at heart, but it has those parody elements in it. It's not like a parody of one film. It seems like the film they are making is a parody of uh, uh, what's that one called? The one where he gets shot a lot. Oh, Platoon. Platoon, yeah, or and Apocalypse Now. But at the same time, it's not a direct parody of that. It's just using elements of that, which is what Edgar Wright does really well as well. Network is a hard satire, which you haven't have you, you no, haven't, haven't seen, seen it. Network. Josh hasn't seen it. I'm going to put that on one of my recommendations one time. A uh, Doctor Strange Love. Sorry, that's the ultimate oh, satire. That's the ultimate course. war satire. Brilliant, brilliant movie. Uh, and uh, did you ever watch American Dreams? Oh, that's the... Okay, so I didn't because I read the book Chartthrob that I've told you about, which is pretty much the same idea. Yeah. And they came out around the same time, and I just never watched American Dreams. I assume it's great because at, at the time... Uh, those I, I competition not. singing songs was very oh really I didn't I that don't sucks. remember it ever sort of clicking I, but maybe that was because I was at the wrong age and stuff maybe. like that but um and then also the great the the, the really well known one is the great dictator yeah Charlie of course. Chaplin is sort of satirizing of Hitler, all of Hitler <laughs> all of Hitler uh, which so, ironically Hitler loved no he didn't no 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 so he he loved the great dictator didn't he no it that was after the so dictator was done after he was sort of rising to power he loved charlie chaplin's movies that's yeah. why he got them stash but then obviously he started actively i was just listening to you must remember this as podcast okay, all cool. about that and charlie chaplin like pissed people off because apparently there was a point in time in america in which criticizing nazis was seen as a bad thing to do have you not seen uh, chaplin no, not yet. Okay, it's, it's, it's like three two hours. And, it's three hours long, very long, and I'm like, I, I, I need the time. I'm sure it's a good movie. I <laughs> just need enough. the time. Um, so, uh, when would you say parody is done right? Classic parody. Mel Brooks, Zucker, the yeah. Zucker Brothers, Naked Gun. Even you I just got a, 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 a head shake of disapproval from Zane there about Mel Brooks. Ooh, really? Did we do a whole episode on the producers. I thought you liked Mel Brooks. Okay, yeah, so we can't wish, get into- I bet you wish you watched those four movies and we're on this episode now, right? <laughs> Zane has no microphone, so he has no opinion. Voice. No, his opinion cannot be heard. Um, the Zucker Brothers, so those classic, mm. as far as the parody genre, like yeah. you might not appreciate the parody genre, but as far as good versions of that genre go. What, what makes them good, do you think? I, I've done a lot of looking into this and I've done a lot of research so in the last two this weeks. This kind of ties in with why when parody is done wrong. Um, yeah. I, I will just we'll, quickly we'll go. Do it as a I, even, I even really like wrongfully accused Leslie Nelson, those Leslie Nelson ones. Yeah. I never saw Spy Hard though. And apparently the, the Friedberg wrote that. The Seltzer and Friedberg wow, wrote really? Spy Hard. Um, but I loved Wrongfully Accused when I saw it as a mm. kid. I just thought it was the most zany, wacky sort of thing. But uh, I guess this ties in with when parody is done wrong. I read this really great. So this critic, Nathan Robin, yeah. had a really sort of uh, a, a good read, you might say, oh, yes. of, of the, the Zucker Brothers. Um, so he said, I'll just quote this whole thing. He says, spoof movies as practiced by the cultural blight that is Seltzer Friedberg aren't just troubling from an aesthetic viewpoint. They're horrifying from a moral standpoint as well. The parody of the Zucker Brothers and Mel Brooks is defined by love, knowledge and appreciation. The Zucker Brothers and Mel Brooks love, know and appreciate the source material. They're yeah. spoofing enough to get all the details perfect. The comedy of Seltzer Friedberg, in sharp contrast, is defined by contempt. 
contempt for the attention span, intelligence, maturity, and frame of reference for the audience, and even more raging contempt for all the source material they're spoofing. Friedberg and Seltzer aren't writers, they're comic terrorists who <laughs> cavalierly destroy what others create for their own ugly self-interest. Their success is entirely dependent on making comedy a dumber, crasser, less dignified place. Yes, I... Uh... And so good parody is defined by a love for the genres that you're making fun of. Like, yeah. you can't hate something and do a good parody of it. It's physically impossible. You can do an angry sort of vitriolic movie mm. um, a la... But then you get a movie like um, God Bless America. Have you seen God Bless America? No, I haven't. Um, it's sort of... Uh, so, uh, what's his name? The guy who does all the voices from... Uh, uh, Police West. Academy. No, oh, no, no, that no, guy. Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not one who does the sounds, the one who does voices, and he's got like a really. Why do I not remember his name? It's a weird sounding name. Uh, he did Tom World's, Great, World's Greatest Dad with Robin Williams in it and all I that kind of stuff. It, no. um, anyway, so basically, the movie is a guy gets a diagnosis for cancer and then he just goes around and decides to have a fuck it all attitude and just starts like. Like he shoots people talking in the cinema, which is one thing I found really gratifying, like shooting people talking in the cinema. But it's just basically a movie made at like fuck everything. And when you're really angry, it doesn't, the film doesn't resolve. It doesn't feel complete. It just feels like a rant. It feels like you see an all caps rant comment on Facebook. You don't read it. You don't pay attention to it. I assume you haven't seen Postal yet? No, not even even a little bit. Video um, game. It's on Amazon Prime. What luck for you, good Actually, sir. Actually, a lot of uh, sorry, Bobcat Goldthwaite is his name. Who did? Right. Who did? Uh, the uh, uh, God Bless America. Mm. Um, all of Uwe Boll's stuff is on Amazon Prime. Weirdly, like Blood <laughs> Rain, Blood Rain Two. All Guess what? I'm going to be uh, <laughs> suggesting for the next you better six not. episodes. Um, and then, and the bad parody is always defined by it. it there's zero cohesiveness. It's like it feels like you're in a room with a bunch of frat bros who are half drunk, saying, "Oh, isn't that funny?" And then the subject changes two seconds later to something yep. else. Oh, isn't that funny? And you're like, "Why? Why is any of this happening?" See, and, and this this is why I suggested the way I suggested uh, the movies, which I watched. So I watched two good ones and two bad ones. I was trying to watch three good ones, one bad one, but I was wrong. Uh, so I watched uh, Top Secret from the Zuckers and I watched Walk Hard. Uh, I don't know who made Walk Hard. I know the, Judd it's, Apatow. So it's the Adam McKay mm. thing who did, they did Talladega Nights. They did, yeah. oh, Hot Rod's a really good parody. Actually, yeah. Hot, Hot, Hot Rod's a fun one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Zucker and uh, Walk Hard, those are two very different films, and they're very they're very funny and very good parodies for very different they're reasons. They're very different styles of parodies. Yeah, so Walk Hard is a hard parody of Walk the Line, but it satirizes the genre of music biopics, of, of music biopics so well, and every pretty the much the point where Bohemian Rhapsody is Walk Hard without the jokes. It is amazing that that is the case because yeah. uh, I, I told that to Chanel right before watching it. I was like, we have to watch this because Bohemian Rhapsody just won that many Oscars. <laughs> it won for editing. Yeah, no, se- let's not talk that about that. Scene? Yes, I've se- I saw the movie, man. It's so bad. I feel like it was a contractual thing. Sorry, just off topic onto the editing. I feel like it was a contractual thing because they were both executive producers and they were like, you need to feature us just well, as much as we feature Freddie. Apparently Freddy. that was like a thing, is that it's literally done to feature all the band members and give oh, them equal that was a screen joke. time. That was a joke, man. It's not meant to be real. No, no. Apparently there was a big driving force during the making of the movie to say 
it's not about Freddie. It's about the legacy of Queen. It's meant to be satire that I just did, and you just made it real. And it's that's just, not that's, cool. That's what this. This is what the current day and age is. Is that you? You, satire, you can't satire. Satire, anything satire it's becomes too real. sobering documentary. Look at look like at Trump. Veep. Look at yeah. Veep. Veep yeah. is is that anyway? No, fair enough. But yeah, uh, Walk Hard, very funny, and it, it had dick jokes and stuff. But all of the jokes fed into the story, and it fed into this satire satirizing of the idea. Of the music biopic. And the culture. So and like the culture, the bit, yeah. the bit that they go in where he's doing like, there's like an orchestra and all these weird instruments because apparently Frank Sinatra did that as well as like John Lennon and all that yeah. kind of thing. And he gets Yoko'd and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. It has a lot of, um, a lot of like visual gags, like in the foreground. Cause uh, I just remembered uh, he, it, the first concert he plays and it's like, uh, Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, Dewey Cox, and if time permits, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and it's just ah. little bits like that that, uh, that I found very funny, which moves into the Zucker comedy. None of Zuckerberg's, the, uh, sorry, the Zucker films are, yeah, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, I'm sorry, Zuckers. None of the Zucker films are satirical in any way. They are all just pure gag related, but they all have story. And that's have the difference. a story that goes from beginning to middle exactly. to end. And that's what amazed me about Top Secret. Top Secret is not really a parody of any direct film. It's a parody of, of Elvis movies. Wait, that's so weird because it seems like it would be a, par- so, uh, a parody of spy films. Yeah. It's kind of a parody of maybe Hitchcock sort of spy films, but it's a hard, uh, it's a hard parody of Elvis movies. That's Which is so such a weird niche. because, like, it's not like Elvis movies were big at the time. Yeah, they were. Uh, in, oh no, 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 no! In the okay, 80s. I they were big when they came yeah, out. Yeah, they they were big when they came out. They weren't big when uh, uh, when Top Secret came out. Um, but what what it is is it's just so funny. And the Zuckers actually have a bunch of rules for comedies that all of their films go by. So uh, one of the big rules is that if there is uh, if there's information happening in the foreground, they don't want to sully that information for the story with jokes. So instead, they'll put jokes in the background. There is a great example of this when he goes into uh, a, a restaurant and uh, the guy goes, oh, this is a, this is a suit and tie venue. Uh, did you want us to lend you one? And he was like, yeah, sure. So we get to, and he goes into the background into this room, this uh, windowed room, and then these two Nazis come into the foreground and they start spouting off a bunch of story stuff. And every time it cuts from them to the maitre d' and cuts back, Val Kilmer in the background, like you'd think they'd just give him a coat. But like the next time they cut back, he's like being measured and stuff and he's kind of <laughs> awkwardly standing there. As a they cut and then they cut back and now he's in his underwear and they're like kind of like putting fabric yeah, this, on him. It was the film debut of Val Kilmer. Yes, it was. Which is so weird. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. I remember reading the story, but I don't remember from the top of my head, but they just kind of saw him and it was like, that's the guy. Um, but yeah, in no way does the movie satirize the Elvis genre movies, except for in one moment, which is in a diner at the end where he's teamed up with the uh, resistance. And the these two teen fan girls come up to him and go, oh, are you Val Kilmer's character? And it's like, oh no, I'm not. I'm uh, And he spouts off some obvious fake name. And then they leave. And then the the, the, the resistance <laughs> guys that? are like, oh, uh, how do we know you're not really that obvious fake name? Which is a funny gag to begin with. And then he just gets up and he just sings a song and the entire 
uh, uh-huh. Diner gets into it, and that—that's very much. As you say, the, the, the gag Elvis where thing. someone's like makes up a fake name. I think it's a Kimmy Schmidt gag, oh, and yeah. he make and he looks and it, they look around. They take it from stuff in the room, and it all makes up his real <laughs> yeah. name. I love shit like that. So. Uh, but yeah, um, and that's that's what made the Zuckers so good. And the Zuckers, their 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 comedy is never hateful. Their comedy was always very just silly, which yeah. which worked really well. And then. Going on to Fifty Shades of Black, which, which was I've never seen. I so I stopped watching parody movies at Meet the Spartans. I move. literally saw twenty minutes of that and turned it off. And that was the last time I really watched any of those hard parody movies. I watched some of the older classic ones because I didn't watch uh, Flying High until just not oh, that, really? like until like three four years ago. Oh, good. Um, but it, I, I stopped watching new parody movies just. Full stop. Well, the um the Wayne films, which I, I I don't really like any of the Wayne films. Scary Movie One's their best, and I don't like Scary Movie One. Scary Movie Two, uh, it, it I might... always like Scary Movie Two better than One. Really? Yeah. Uh, I I feel like that might be because the I comedy haven't seen is them a in lot a more. Long yeah, that time. that too. Um, but I always like Three and Four better. Same. Actually, Do you three, know why? Four was four was. Not as good, but four I still found really mm. kind of enjoyable for the most part. Number three is, three, three has is great. the best. Get, and Regina Hall. You just got Regina Hall. Like you have that moment where someone just, th- like she's in the classroom and the kid just throws a pencil case and just goes bang <laughs> against the one. She goes, who the fuck did that? <laughs> like that kind of, it, it just, it works. Something See, about it works. What I think worked really well was Scary Movie 3 because it, it wasn't the way, it was the suckers, but it still kept a lot of the tone of scary movie one and two, which is what, and I think that's the actors, the mm. characters drove that comedy. So it was this good blend between old school sucker and new. Uh, but fuck, Fifty Shades of Black, Jesus. What is it Christ. parodying? Fifty Shades of Grey. It, is that is it actually that, or is it, that like a really no thin no? It is one framing. F- so no no you, thin framing. That's Seltzer Friedberg. Uh, the this is Wayne. Wayne does. One movie, this scary movie one is Scream. It's got like a bunch of random bits in it as well, but that is a story at Scream. Scary movie two is House on Haunted Hill. That is what it is. Uh, Dance Flick is Stomp the Yard. Uh, They're all generic. I think Dance Flick really should have been better than it was. Because it wasn't good. I never saw it. It should have satirized That's a really easy genre to satirize that you can make so much fun of. But they also did a lot of that in, there was another movie where they they parodied the dance off battle thing. No, no, no. That was Seltzer Freeberg. You're thinking Meet the Spartans where they have a random dance No, no, off. no, no, no. Before that. I feel like it was a gag in Scary Movie 3 or 4. Okay. Where they do a, a, do, they do a You Got Served thing. Anyway. I know it's definitely in Meet the Spartans, but I didn't watch those movies in the last week. Haven't seen them in like six, seven years. Uh, but yeah, so, so uh, what is it? The Haunted House one. A Haunted House, I think it's called. That's a parody of Paranormal Activity. And then this one is just Fifty Shades of Grey with random other movie bits put in. But it's literally just Fifty Shades of Grey, but with dick. Just a lot of dick jokes. And some there was one- So more dick than the actual Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) We're going to see tits in Fifty Shades of Grey, but showing a dick? No. Not no. at all. It, it doesn't satirize the film at all, but they, there's a scene like the torture sequence, uh, which, you know, there were a few like kind of chuckle worthy bits. Like uh, 
as the sexual torture, he ends up waterboarding her and going, where's Bin Laden? Where did you see Bin Laden? And she took it off and she's like, he's been dead for years. And he's like, I don't read much news. And he does it again. <laughs> that, that was that was a pretty funny gag. I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, and then the next bit, she's like screaming and, and he's like, oh, I won't stop. And then he gets out Fifty Shades of Grey and he starts reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And she's like, no, go back to the waterboarding. And it's not funny because mm. you, you direct, oh man. And also the fact that, none of the scenes kind of have any consequence. It's just, here's a gag, next scene, here's a gag, next scene. But the fact that the scene is built around this one stupid gag, there's also when they go more into Fritz, uh, sp- sp- Fritz? Seltzer Freeberg. Seltzer Freeberg territory where they just do a random magic mic scene. It has nothing to do with the movie. It's just uh, Damon Wayans is dancing sexy and then he takes off his pants and he's got a small dick with big balls. And they go, he's got a baby dick. And that's the scene. I'm really glad I watched that fucking scene. (laughs) It was great. There was, I will say this, there was one really funny joke in Fifty Shades of Black, which was uh, they're talking, I don't think they're at the family thing, but they're talking and she ends up mentioning her mother and how she's going to see her mother this weekend. And he freaks out and gets all jealous and leaves. And she goes after him. And he's like, when were you going to tell me about her? He's like, who? My mom? And he's like, you've already given her a nickname. And it was just, he was insanely jealous about the mom. That whole scene, that was very funny. And I knew the scene they were kind of making fun of in Fifty Shades. And I was like, hey, that's funny, but that's it. Mm. Then I watched Date Movie and I was like, man, Fifty Shades of Black was great. Because Date Movie, and this is the same thing with all the Seltzer Friedberg movies until about vampires suck. Mm. There is no through line. There is just this scene for this reference of a movie, there is no joke. It's just a reference to a movie and we move on to the next scene that is a reference to a movie and then we move on. And the reference to the movie, uh, for date movie, it's really annoying because it's romantic comedies. So the scenes they're ripping off are just comedy scenes without the context of the film that made them funny. It's just, here's that joke and we add like a fart into it. And it's really great to compare it to something like they came together, which is a parody of the romantic comedy genre. And at the same time, very much a satire. Satire. It's a satire Mm. that also love like kind of embraces what it's doing. It's doing it out of love, not out of. Exactly. And and it works so much better. I really wish I watched uh, they came together for this because they came together as genuinely a fun movie. I'm I'm so glad I was, I was the one who showed you that. You did. You did. And I, I I thank you for that. Uh, so, do you, your last note? Ah, uh, it's just fucking, fucking free. Will it ever Seltzer. come back? To, uh, I thought well, you were going. Yeah, on no, to the well, next yeah. Topic. Well, <laughs> will, will it ever come back to prime or popularity? So, on the web, it has to one extent or yeah. another. Although the humor and the sources are more obscure, like a lot of sketch comedy kind of has taken up that mantle. There's Britannic who do some really yep. great sketches. Uh, Chris and Jack who did a, like a, they did a Groundhog Day one, which was really funny oh, cool. and, and stuff like that. TV shows like Angie Tribeca, American Vandal, mm. Children's Hospital. I, I think TV shows are kind of doing it more. And then of course there's the random comedy show that'll also, just do one episode yeah. that is a parody of a thing. Um, but also like, I know like Kimmy Schmidt has a sliding doors episode in oh, the great. finale that I haven't watched yet, but like, um, I think because they're snack size, you mm. can, it's half an hour and you're done. You don't have to sit through 90 minutes of yeah. bad gags. You know, Andy Tribeca is funny because it's, you know, it's 20 minutes of puns. Yeah. 
and a, a cop show, and cop shows are so ready to be They're very formulaic. I yeah. think the more formulaic something is, you can satirize yeah. it. And if you want the more non-sequitur approach, Family Guy still kind of fills that for yeah, you really, really well. But I don't think we'll ever see it theatrically again. Yeah, uh, Potentially well, on Netflix. The last theatrical a- movie, I think, that came out was Fifty Shades of Black, which was yeah. three years ago, two years ago. Yeah. And, and they, they tanked, I'm pretty yeah. sure. A Haunted House made enough to get a sequel, but I don't think the sequel it, did anything. I, I never saw it in cinema. Like, I never saw that it came out in cinemas, Haunted House. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Seltzer Friedberg after Vampire... No, not Vampire... No, Vampire Sucks was their last cinematic release. And then they did that weird Hunger Games one that... Uh, the Starving Games. Then they did a film that I don't know if it is a parody. It's just called Best Night Ever. Apparently, it is a parody. It's it is a, a parody? It's a parody of the Hangover-esque stuff. From so what it's a parody of a comedy. Yeah. Well, that's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, and and then I know Superfast was their most recent one, which was Fast and Furious. And, oh, really? Uh, there's a guy who kind of... So, um... They really made... For, like, props to them, they're made for the straight-to-DVD market. Oh, yeah, for sure. In the same way that The Asylum kind of is. Well, yeah, I, and, like, things like Disaster Movie annoy the fuck out of me because it's not a disaster. Sharknado is more satirical than Disaster Movie. In fact... Mm. Sharknado is great. You should just watch mm. Sharknado, But that's guys. the thing. That's the other thing is that like satire. So creatively, satire also gets more kudos critically. Yeah. It, it, it's considered higher brow art. Mm. And so artists are probably pursuing that more. And it's also you can be sharper on the social commentary yeah. um, more so than in, in parodies. Armando Inucci is sort of mm. the, the prime example. He's, he's doing a new show. Fuck, I've just read about it and it sounds really... I'm like, I'm sold. It's Armando and Zach Woods, isn't it? The guy from... Oh, um, okay. So, yeah, I'm really sold. There's a another HBO show coming that's a, sort of a satire of evangelical <laughs> people. And it's got John Goodman oh, really? in the lead and they're like, they're an evangelical church and they're like super rich. And so, like, I'm sold. I'm 100% sold. Well, I can at least say that we may never get a theatrical release of parody or sat... Uh, well, parody. Uh, but at least we always have porn. This is true. Pirates. Pirates, yeah. Uh, It's funny because, like, porn has gotten really satirical recently. (laughs) Like, porn has got that parody satire going down. Watch (gasps) more porn, people. Apparently, it's good. That's the moral of that's the moral. Yeah, so uh, as each episode, I think that's a good place to end. Uh, We'll go into our top fives. And this top five, I thought, was a little difficult. And I'm worried we're going to have the same ones. It was, although, well, my parodies didn't go specific. Okay, you went more like genre... Genre satire, walk hard-esque kind well, of thing. Yes. Well, yeah, walk hard is still a walk the line parody with bits of Ray and bits of something else. Yeah. Um, that's kind of... Because like all of my reasons is this would be... This is such a stereotypical film. It's easy to satirize the whole genre. Um, but the question is, what's our top five movies you'd like to see parodied and why? So my number five, I've got like an Oscar bait movie. Oh yeah. So Britannic. This did, is something I think you've spoken about doing. I before, probably right? have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so Britannic actually did a sketch called "Every Oscar Winning Movie I know Ever." The one, yeah. That, but in a full length feature film with maybe a more coherent plot, I would fucking pay to see because yeah. that's that's dying to be torn to shreds, and it has yet to be. And the closest yeah. we've come to it is Walk Hard. It's yeah. a self serious biopic that gets Oscar consideration. Uh, number four is Australian dramas, and we have this is one we have talked about doing, yeah, doing like the great Australian about. movie. I really want to parody the shit out of it, or even just do a trailer like the Oscar bait one, but yeah. for Australian movies. Um, number three, I reckon a high budget Harry Potter spoof would actually mm. be good. And I kind of sort of wrote one that didn't work out, but I reckon... Oh, see, I reckon, like, you should go back and write that. I've tried. Because... I can't figure out the fix. I haven't figured out the fix yet, and I don't I don't know if I will, maybe if I'm running out of, like, 
pair up with some cool writing partner person who like clicks and we figure it out. But I have this cool like idea because it's, it's essentially parodying the hero's journey, yeah. but you can actually say something about the hero's journey as well. It's a satire that lovingly embraces the genre at the same time. Mm. My number two is not a movie. It's a TV show. Uh, it's basically parodying the self-serious nihilistic television, like the breaking <laughs> uh, true yeah. detectives. And actually, so in the good wife, there's a running joke through all of season five. There's a TV show, a cable drama TV show called darkness at noon and it's <laughs> and it's literally like they have like the cops and he's like some cops wear black hats some cops wear white hats and some cops hats are neither black nor white they're like and it's and it's they're literally doing like a hard parody on the the shitty faux nihilism television yeah. i reckon a full tv show like that would be fucking gold like a 30 minute angie tribeca type, type thing but that's done so self-serious yeah. would be genius but it's a running gag a constant running gag through the good wife season five and it's really really great um and then my number one is and this is based on the fact that i just saw an article that said that viewfinder is being turned into a movie sorry what the, that, that's the exactly my reaction. That is click. that property has is being adapted into a screenplay, and so I was like, we are now at the point. So I thought, do something like Boggle the movie, where it's based on a board game, and you can literally parody like all of. So it's kind of like a Josie and the Pussycats kind of thing, yeah. Where it's like the commercialism and 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 capitalism is basically like run rampant in a movie that is parodying it. That, that, that's that a would good be idea, so, and yeah. you do bulk, like you literally buy the rights to something. Obviously, they might have an you, issue. You do with an it. airplane. You buy the rights to do the actual. Yeah, you thing buy the do rights to do the actual thing, and then you make it a full parody, and you do it in that sort of ridiculous but smart like Twenty One Jump Street, yeah, kind of thing. Fucking perfect. That's that would be my dream because I read that article. And I'm like, we are at the death of IP. If you are going to viewfinder for a movie, nah. I'm gonna say right now. Boggle the movie would work better than Viewfinder the movie. Why'd they go to Viewfinder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Boggle, you could do something like Game Night. Yeah, exactly. You could actually have Boggle as a centric part of the plot. Whereas mm. Viewfinder, is it going to be a supernatural thing that they see a special world? Is it, if it, was, is it a horror movie? like 13 that, Ghosts? No, no, no. Like the photo one um, that's based on a... Shudder. Oh, right. Which right, I right. haven't seen. Like, it, it, you know, what? what is it? What? How does... A, a device turned into God. a narrative. You click it over and now there are dinosaurs and they're in 3D. Whoa. It sounds like a great movie. I can't wait to see it. And MGM is doing it. I'm like, MGM is going in the toilet. Fucking hell. That's amazing. Um, so for my five, uh, some of these are just remakes of Seltzer Freeberg ones, but done well. So Geostorm. Geostorm is just such the stereotypical disaster movie. It is the perfect one to do a parody for disaster movies of. Um, it's kind of upsetting that Sharknado already exists, but I think Sharknado 1 delves into that. For I, I think you said that... Wh- where did you say that Sharknado uh, the last one is? It's on Amazon Prime. Ah, oh, fuck. No. Damn. SBS on... No, Amazon uh, Prime. Amazon oh, I Prime. swear it was on something I could see. Anyway, yeah, so Geostorm. Uh, the next one is Rom-Coms. Maid of Honor, because we've watched that together recently. But I was going to say, like, it's done so well completely in, in, in They Came Together. I you wrote can't this really purely because... And They Came Together is You've Got Mail slash that movie that You've Got Mail is based on. The, Wait, the older movie. You've Got Mail is a remake of oh, really? an older oh, a, a movie from, like, the 40s or the 50s or something like that, where it's, like, you know, the guy... It, the Shop Around the Corner, sorry, that's the yeah. title of it. Um, so I don't know which one. I don't want to say Harry Potter, so I'm kind of leaning towards Hunger Games. The Young Adults film. 
Because yep. young YA. adult YA novels are so stereotypical. There's got to be something there you can really just soak. Love Simon has a, deserves a parody. <laughs> I don't know if Love Simon really, like Love Simon isn't uh, post-apocalyptic enough, you know. <laughs> Although post-apocalyptic Love Simon. Bang. Done. Done. Uh, the next one, uh, and this I've kind of already done, is the Oceans films for heists. Yeah, well, we're, we're we, we, we are, trying to do yeah, it. Yeah, try, trying to do that. Because that's pretty much how I Heist write. movies would be a really good parody. Mm. Well, my style of comedy, because most of the things I write are like a satire or a parody of some way. But where play it I, straight. Yeah, but I play it straight by getting this big idea like a heist movie and making it real small stakes and playing it straight. So, so it's the same thing with The Big Hold. The Big Hold is a hard-boiled noir about an item that's on hold in a toy store that's gone missing, and that's it. Um, so, yeah, that's why I reckon doing, like, a big ocean-style heist, but just super low stakes and yeah. super stupid. And the last one is a lot harder, uh, but I'd like to see it done, and I don't quite know how, the live-action Disney remakes. Oh, my God. Here's what you do. You do a live action remake of like the really shit one that no one ever wants to see. And the entire thing is just satirizing Disney. the whole idea. But then of- also, isn't Enchanted kind of that? Shit. All of mine have been done already. Kind of. I mm. mean, it, it does satirize it, but at the same time it does embrace it and eventually kind Another of- film that is just randomly in disaster movie for no reason. Yeah. Everyone's favorite she disaster comes, film. She comes out of the- the street and then gets killed by something falling or whatever. And then that's yeah. it. That, that, that is like the, f- a good 20 minutes of that film is just that happening. You, you haven't seen disaster movie. No, <sighs> you went, you paid to see something else. Wasn't it like Babylon? Babylon AD. Yeah. AD you paid to see inst- and then snuck into disaster movie so that you weren't giving funds to Seltzer and free. I like the fact that when I went to do it, the guy who was like checking the tickets. He had no qualms to tell me. I was like, cool, thanks. Which cinema's disaster movie in? He was like, oh, yeah, this one. I was like, thanks. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's a, that's a good top five. To, hmm, you know, we didn't bring him up the whole time, but I'm just going to bring him up now. Did you, were you ever into Weird Al? Not heavily. Uh, no. Because like, UHF. I, I, you always used to go on about that one at high I school. I love UHF. <laughs> UHF is great. You, but UHF is weird because it's not really a parody. It has like, because he runs- Oh, a, his songs are parodies. His songs are all parodies, yeah, yeah. yeah. But his movie, his one movie he made isn't. Uh, it, it's the, um, uh, the, because it's a local TV station movie, that's what the whole movie's about. Mm. Uh, there's like a lot of scenes that are parodies of movies. So there's like movie trailers throughout it, like uh, Conan the Librarian, which is great. <gasps> that's amazing. That's you, a parody I'd do. You'd, you'd do Conan oh and the Librarian. God. Like an epic fan. It's like you're kind of thing doing like an epic fantasy style thing set entirely in a fucking library. Well, I've told you about my Lord of the Rings parody I've always kind of wanted to do. Well, where, you have one as well? Well, what's yours? Oh, mine's Let's just one where secrets. it's like it's it's suburban mundanity. Fuck, yeah. Done and and it's like a quest, like like a guy's missing girlfriend or something. Yeah. Like oh that. well, and mine his was... roommate is Jesus. Uh, who, a but, what? And, so Jesus is on sabbatical, and so because he's on sabbatical, he's not really in heaven. He doesn't retain all of his powers. He got to pick one, so he takes like the tra- changing water into wine, and that's like the one trick he can do. If you go on, on sabbatical, Earth. that's the one you yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the joke is, you know, and so he's running around to help, and it's like you play it like an epic quest, but you have like so you have like those helicopter shots of them running with like the big epic music, but they're running across like suburbia. Yeah, I just thought like that image where it's like dun 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 dun, dun and they're running across suburbia. We should combine ideas. What's yours? Yeah, well. My- Mine was uh, mine was specifically. 
It was, it was going to be a ring just to like tie it in. But yeah, the whole idea that it was a road trip movie, but both based in modern times. And, and I think the idea I came up with was that um, he was going to ask this girl to marry him. And then she ended up saying no. So now he's trying to get rid of that ring. And so he's going on this epic journey just oh, to get rid of the so ring. perfectly because I couldn't ever figure out. I was like, I don't want to have it like a damsel in distress, but that is also the thing I want. Oh my God. Yes. We can combine we ideas. Combine Let's it. do this. You heard it first here. <laughs> now I think that's a good place to end the episode. So, uh, you know, you, if, if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And, uh, yeah, you rate can, and review. Rate those, and review, Those yes. help us show up on lists and things on iTunes. And we like lists. Lists are fun. That's why we always end with a list. Uh, but hey, you can find us uh, on all the, s- s- and some of the social, social medias. medias. On Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers. You can email us at motionpicturerangers at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson and on Letterboxd at 24 frames. And let's face it, I'm never going to remember that. So next time I'm just going to throw that to you. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you can also find me on Instagram at the Chancer and Hey, you know what a great parody or satire? Actually, yeah, no, it's, it's a, a satire, satire of, of, theater of theater people. Excellent. There we go. Tied it in. Red Curtain Hell. It's available on Vimeo On Demand. That's vimeo.com slash on demand slash Red Curtain Hell. Use coupon code PICTUREANGERS for 20% off your rental or purchase. Um, do we ever say anything else? Uh, we'll tune in. Tune in next week. Tune in next We've got week. An exciting episode. It'll be an interesting episode at that too. Yeah. Uh, and we, we'll come back with our recommendations next week as well and talk Absolutely. about the ones from the week before. So tune in then and we'll, we'll, speak, we'll see you. Speak. Tune in next time.